This is Y'all, the show all about the South. And this is where we take two hours out of your day and we kind of condense it down to what is really going on in your neighborhood. What's going on of interest? What do you need to know about this awesome place we call Dixie? My name's John Rawl, and I'm tickled that you could take some time to join me here on the Y'all Show. Talk with a Southern accent. We accentuate the South each and every day on a network of radio stations and all of our podcast options. Coming up on today's Y'all Show, in just a few, we're going to welcome in Jonathan Leifite. He's with CBS Sports Digital and 24-7 Sports. He's dropping by to talk all things Atlantic Coast Conference. As tomorrow night, it's the ACCN debut football game. It's the Clemson Tigers, number one in the country. You're defending national champions. And at Memorial Stadium in Clemson, South Carolina, they'll be running down the hill wearing that orange, and they'll be facing off against their cross-divisional rival, the Georgia Tech Yellow Jackets, and their first-year head coach, Jeff Collins. And Jonathan's going to let us know about that matchup and everything else going on throughout the rest of the weekend as we have our first weekend of college football it's back and jonathan lifeite has the acc spin on things and that's coming up later this hour when we get to the second hour of today's y'all talk with a southern accent we're going to have some fun we're going to tell you about savannah georgia and some areas of savannah that you may not be familiar with as we have some history some really cool things to tell you about the coastal empire of georgia that's coming up in our hashtag hullabaloo and we've got a trivia question in our hashtag hullabaloo today and that trivia question has to do with what southern state has the scuppernong as its official state fruit now you got to promise me you're not going to google this you're not going to try to look it up i'll ask the question again when we get to hashtag hullabaloo in the second hour but there's a southern state that has the scuppernong as its official state fruit isn't that cool and guess what there's a darn good reason for that justification why this state has the scuppernong as its state fruit and it's historic worldwide historic i'll tell you all about it in hashtag hullabaloo oh yeah bringing it today in hullabaloo and then we're going to be bringing it country music style when precious harris drops by with the nashville music line she was just at an award ceremony on tuesday evening that she's going to share with us that is if she still has a voice and her hands are able to kind of cooperate she was clapping and yelling at this award ceremony there around music row and she's going to drop by with all the country music news and information and we've got some tracy lawrence music to play for you as one of his big songs today is a kind of a big day in the history of that tracy lawrence song so all and plus we're also going to play the number one song in the country as of right this second and it's from a georgia singer it could be a male it could be a female one or the other you got a 50 percent chance but i won't tell you who it is you're gonna have to tune in in the nashville music line that's coming up in the second hour of today's y'all show and then we've got fun coming on thursday speaking of music we've got an americana artist stopping by thursday callie mccullough she's part of our great guest lineup on thursday our sec spotlight thursday friday we got the y'all kickoff show debuting with all the college football fun so here on y'all you get a dose of everything and we're glad that you could tune in our number to text or call is is 803-816-1170 and our website is y'all 
com. Well, actually, if you tuned in on Tuesdays, y'all, you, you heard me talking about a tropical disturbance out in the Atlantic that may not be quite so bad. And if it ends up forming, it would be the letter E in the alphabet. Well, we got to rewind back to D because the news was not the greatest news on Tuesday as forecasters looked at Tropical Storm Darien. And, and Dorian is moving towards Puerto Rico. And warnings are going out there and in the Dominican Republic. This thing could kind of go into Puerto Rico as a tropical storm, get out into the Atlantic and get a little stronger and then head toward Florida. That is the concern right now. But as of late Tuesday, the National Hurricane Center put a release out saying that it's now crossing the Eastern Caribbean Sea. And you can go to hurricanes.gov to get more information. Tropical storm conditions expected in the U.S. Virgin Islands and Puerto Rico uh, today and in portions of the Dominican Republic tonight and on Thursday. And hurricane conditions are possible in Puerto Rico and portions of the Dominican Republic. Now, how does this affect Florida? The threat of a tropical storm or hurricane conditions along with storm surge in the Bahamas and along portions of the Florida East Coast have increased. Residents in these areas should monitor the progress of Dorian and ensure that they have their hurricane plan in place. So right now, based on what the people at the tropical storm centers around the country in hurricanes.gov this thing looks like it's most likely going to head toward florida sometime late over the weekend perhaps sunday and it looks like it, it as of now more like a very strong tropical storm not hurricane but when you get out there in that gulf stream anything can happen this thing could actually take a more northern turn and head up toward georgia and the carolinas But you better keep your eye on Tropical Storm Dorian. It's going to affect some things for sure, no matter where you're in the southeast this weekend. So that is your early warning there. Keep monitoring the local weather if you're in Florida. And, of course, we'll have all the updates moving forward on y'all.com. In fact, we've got the story up right now about how this thing's going to go ahead and start making a lot of things get canceled heading into this holiday weekend. They had a primary runoff on uh, Tuesday in the state of Mississippi, and the lieutenant governor, the Republican Tate Reeves, emerged as the victor over Bill Waller, and Tate Reeves moves on to face off against Jim Hood in November's general election for governor of the state of Mississippi. Again, he served as Phil Bryant's number two guy for all eight years of Phil Bryant's term as governor of the Magnolia State. And Tate Reeves is going to be your Republican nominee for governor in the sovereign state of Mississippi. And he's got a formidable opponent in Jim Hood. In fact, Bill Waller, the guy he just beat on Tuesday, his whole campaign was based on the conservative who can win in November. As Tate Reeves has a fair amount of enemies, and maybe Jim Hood's going to make this a lot closer election come November, but we'll we'll have to see. As far as Attorney General, looks like Lynn Fitch emerged victorious over Andy Taggart 
in that race there statewide election in the state of mississippi she had been sort of the money person in mississippi the state treasurer for many years and now she is the republican nominee for attorney general likely to win that in the general election in november and that's your mississippi politics news here on today's y'all show keeping it in the magnolia state for our next story and this is a sad story coming from the delta of mississippi as a catholic religious order has now settled six uh, sex abuse cases in recent months by secretly paying two black men in the state of mississippi fifteen thousand dollars each and requiring them to keep silent about their claims and the associated press dug up this story the cash payments are far less than what other catholic sex abuse survivors have typically received since the catholic church's abuse scandal erupted in the country back in 2002 in one case the reverend james g gannon leader of a group of wisconsin-based franciscan friars settled an abuse claim made by ladarvis d love against another friar for fifteen thousand dollars and he did this during a meeting at an ihop restaurant where gannon met with ladarvis his wife and their three small children and love is 36 years old he told the associated press hey he said if i wanted more i would have i would get a lawyer and have my lawyer call his lawyer well we don't have lawyers we felt like we had to take what we could and his cousin joshua caleb a 36 year old man also settled his abuse claim for fifteen thousand dollars something he now regrets but more of the fallout of catholic abuse cases around the country and in the mississippi delta these two guys settled for fifteen thousand dollars far less than what a lot of these other cases around the country are being settled for now if you're in mississippi or any of our other southern states you either when you get ready to go to college you take the act or the sat and the company that administers the sat college admissions test is replacing the so-called adversity score Now they're going to have a tool that will no longer reduce an applicant's background to a single number, an idea the college board's chief executive now says was a mistake. And after getting a lot of scrutiny about the role wealth plays in college admissions, the college board introduced its environmental context dashboard two years ago to provide context for a student's performance on the SAT to help schools identify those who have done more with less. The version used by about 50 institutions in a pilot program involved a formula that combines school and neighborhood factors like advanced course offerings and crime rate to produce a single number. But the College Board says it's replacing this adversity score on the SAT moving forward. I still don't know the difference. I never took the ACT. I'm from a state that the SAT was kind of the thing. But a lot of the southern states, the ACT is kind of the thing. I really need to do a breakdown sometime and tell you what's what in each of our southern states a girls volleyball team in north carolina is recovering after 14 of them were hurt after the bus carrying this high school girls volleyball team plunged 30 feet down a wooded embankment and this happened monday night near cox's creek mountain outside of mooresboro north carolina one person had to be airlifted to a hospital and the others transported to area hospitals but hopefully all's going to be fine here for this high school girls volleyball team in the state of north carolina the bus was carrying students from mooresboro's thomas jefferson classical academy which is about 50 miles southeast of Asheville, north carolina and the western portion of the old north state now i saw this headline over the weekend about at&t workers striking i had no idea that they had twenty thousand at&t workers in the southeast striking this past weekend 
I would have to say one of the largest organized protests in this region, maybe ever. And they were protesting in nine southern states that went on strike this past weekend saying that the telecommunications company isn't bargaining in good faith over a new contract. And a union called the Communications Workers of America says AT&T isn't sending negotiators who have the authority to make decisions when asked if there will be service interruptions for customers. AT&T said that it's prepared prepare for a strike. The workers who have walked off are technicians and customer service representatives for AT&T's wireline home and business internet and phone division. It's not in its cell phone division. Hard to believe all that many people even have the old traditional telephones anymore. Seems like cell phones have kind of taken over, don't you think? Let's go back to North Carolina for a bizarre story here on a Wednesday. And a guy who was suspected at stealing a watermelon in North Carolina has been caught in the act. Caught red watermelon handed (laughs) as he was caught after his pickup truck got stuck in the mud trying to get out of the Edgecombe County area. And the Edgecombe County North Carolina Sheriff's Office said that the incident began when two deputies were assigned to investigate a crops theft report near Rocky Mount, North Carolina. And that's where they found Michael Bryant with a load of stolen watermelons there in the back of his truck. And kind of kind of hard to kind of say you didn't do it when your truck's loaded up with watermelons in a watermelon patch and you're not supposed to be there. And the only reason you got caught is because your truck, your it looks like Ford truck he's driving there, was darn stuck in the mud in Rocky Mount stealing watermelons. What a nincompoop. We've got more headlines from across Dixie that we're going to get to. Hang on. We'll be right back with more of y'all. Asthma symptoms can attack anywhere, like on a city street. (coughs) Now you can get fast relief anywhere with new improved Primatine Mist, the only FDA-approved asthma inhaler available over the counter. So whether you need relief of symptoms at the park or at your kitchen table... Primatine Mist starts working quickly, opening up your airways to restore free breathing. For temporary relief of mild symptoms of intermittent asthma, use Primatine Mist and breathe easy again. Available at CVS, Rite Aid, and Walgreens. Use as directed. This is a cow. A cow whose milk became everyone's favorite cheese at the craft fair. But cheese only lasts so long. The impression a small business makes needs to last much longer. That's why Vistaprint is offering 500 truly personalized business cards starting at $9.99. Choose from hundreds of fresh designs tailored to your type of company. Or upload your own. The choice is yours. The time is now. Get 500 business cards starting at $9.99 with promo code 8282. That's promo code 8282 at vistaprint.com. Vistaprint. Own the now. Down the streets, some pretty mama's not breaking down with me. Stop breaking down, yes, yeah, stop breaking down. The stuff I got a bunch of brains out, baby. It'll make you lose your mind. Friendly reminder, coming up in the next segment of Y'all, we've got Jonathan Lifehide dropping here with a little ACC talk. Clemson and Georgia Tech get things going in the ACC, at least conference versus conference opponents. That happens tomorrow night on the brand new ACCN network. I had a chance to see some of that over the weekend and pretty pretty good stuff there coming out of Charlotte, North Carolina. And Jonathan's going to talk about that matchup as well as all the other ACC fun going on in this 
real official opening weekend of college football. Back into the headlines across the South, and President Trump is now trying to squash a nasty rumor about bedbugs at his resort, Doral, down in the Miami area. And this happened as he came back from the G7 summit over in France. And he went on Twitter because he suggested that Doral be the site of the next G7 meeting. Okay. And I guess his critics are saying they got bed bugs there in South Florida. Well, President Trump, he went on Twitter and said, no bed bugs at Doral. The radical left Democrats, upon hearing that the perfectly located for the next G7 Doral National Miami was under consideration for the next G7, spread that false and nasty rumor. Not nice, exclamation point. That from President Donald Trump as he's defending the Trump National Doral Golf Club in its effort to host the 2020 G7 Summit. Now, that is really close to Miami's airport. And I don't know if that's going to be a security threat there. But remember that, let's see, the PGA Tour actually had events at Doral up until, I think, this last season. And I don't know if it's kind of on the demise there, even with Trump as president. I don't really know. But a guy named Seth Abramson went on Twitter and he said and included a photo of his neck attacked by bug bites. It says next year it's the G7 million, seven world leaders and the six million nine hundred ninety nine nine hundred ninety three bed bugs at Trump Doral. Hashtag Trump bed bugs. So, yeah, have you ever had a problem with bed bugs? I have, and it was not a lot of fun. Who knows if Doral is infested with bed bugs, but according to our commander in chief, no such thing. Fake news, as he would like to say it. Speaking of politics in our country, let's go to Texas. And if you're going to be in the state of Texas starting September 1st, Sunday, going forward, you need to be aware of Texas's new state laws going into effect as the legislature approved these earlier in the year. And some of them are kind of kind of goofy and some of them kind of make sense. So here you go. Here's a, a list of a few of the Texas state laws going into effect lemonade stands if you have a kid with an unlicensed lemonade stand it won't be regulated if they're selling on private property okay so that is a change heading your way come september 1st customers purchasing tobacco must be 21 years old and that includes both cigarettes and e-cigarettes and the law does not apply to those in the military violators will face a misdemeanor and up to a 500 hundred dollar fine now what about cough medicine if you're in Texas, you'll now have to be 18 to buy over-the-counter cough medicine. Lawmakers were concerned some medicines have an ingredient used by teenagers to get high. Texas is now the 19th state to raise the minimum age to 18 for cough medicine. All right, here's two of the th- – I'm going to go ahead and throw, throw out three. Three other cool or unusual laws going into the books or going into effect this weekend in Texas. Brass knuckles. You can soon carry brass knuckles in Texas. Up until now, they've been banned, but the representative who sponsored the bill says he wants people to be able to protect themselves. Brass knuckles are in vogue. I guess we won't have it, and I don't mean to make light of this. You're probably not going to kill multiple people with brass knuckles. Uh, Maybe one. Maybe one. But, yeah, brass knuckles. going. You you can carry those in Texas. Now, big old brass knuckles, I guess. There's no regulation on the size. That is going on. Here's something that every state needs some regulations about. Porch pirates, you know, the people who steal packages off front porches. You could go to prison with a new law that makes it a felony to steal mail, including packages, postcards, etc. No more porch pirates in the Lone Star State. 
I love that law. Every state needs to have that. And finally, beer to go. As craft breweries in Texas can now sell up to a case of beer per customer per day to go. Beer to go. It's a cool new thing come Sunday in the Lone Star State. Now, let's go to Slidell, Louisiana, and we've got a Guinness World Record to report coming from Slidell on the North Shore of Louisiana. As a grapefruit grown there has earned the title for the world's largest and heaviest grapefruit, weighing in at 7 pounds, 14.64 ounces. The fruit was grown by Mary Beth and Doug Meyer in Slidell. It beat the old record, which was set back in 2006 down in Brazil. And the Certificate of Recognition on behalf of the Guinness Book of World Records was presented to the Myers at the Louisiana Department of Agriculture and Forestry on Tuesday. Congratulations to the Myers of Slidell and their world record grapefruit. Now, is that not a great story here on a Wednesday? And speaking of grapes and, and fun and fruit, hey, don't forget in hashtag hullabaloo today, we're going to tell you what Southern State has. The Scuppernong has its official state fruit. See, we we really do cover it all here on the Y'all Show. Hey, we even cover the scary stuff. Like, uh, speaking of world records, this is not a world record. It's not even a state record, but it's just about the state record in the state of Florida. As someone just captured the second largest python in South Florida, the Burmese python was called. It was 17 feet, 9 inches long and weighed 83 pounds. Called it Ochopee, Florida. And the Florida Fish and Wildlife Conservation Commission removed it, and they're calling it the second largest snake ever captured in the Sunshine State. Oh, man. Kevin Reich, he captured the snake around midnight and, and back in July in Big Cypress National Preserve, and I'm glad we're just now finding out about this. According to the Florida Wildlife Conservation Commission, pythons can be killed on private property anytime without a permit, and with landowner permission, the Florida Wildlife and Conservation Commission actually encourages pythons to be killed. They are not native to Florida. We need to get rid of these darn things. How would you like to look out and see a almost 18-foot-long Burmese python staring you down? Thank goodness this thing hopefully has been eliminated. And finally, here on our Y'all Headlines today, police in suburban Houston, Texas, are looking for a woman who used a power tool <laughs> to break into a Botox clinic and steal anti-aging products. And this happened in Sugarland. and police say surveillance cameras captured the burglary Friday night at the Botox RNMD Spa. And the footage shows this woman approaching the locked door of the spa, trying to unsuccessfully open it. And then she goes and retrieves a battery-powered grinding saw from a light-colored Mercedes SUV and uses it to cut into the clinic's front door. She really wanted that Botox pretty darn bad using that power tool to break in hopefully she'll get caught and she won't need botox where she might be heading and that is a look at our headlines to start off our wednesday y'all talk with a southern accent when we come back it's all acc talk for the rest of the hour jonathan life height of cbs sports digital 24 7 sports is going to be on and we're ready for football stay tuned Finding great candidates to hire can be like, well, trying to find a needle in a haystack. Sure, you can post your job to some job board, but then all you can do is hope the right person comes along, which is why you should try ZipRecruiter for free. ZipRecruiter doesn't depend on candidates finding you. It finds them for you. Its powerful technology identifies people with the right experience and actively invites them to apply to your job. You get qualified candidates fast. 
So while other companies might deliver a lot of hay, ZipRecruiter finds you what you're looking for. The needle in the haystack. Four out of five employers who post a job in ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate through the site within the first day. ZipRecruiter. The smartest way to hire. And right now you can try ZipRecruiter for free. That's right, free. Just go to this exclusive web address, ziprecruiter.com slash free. That's ziprecruiter.com slash free. ziprecruiter.com slash free. football is back with a vengeance this is the y'all show acc spotlight we've got our friend back on the line jonathan lifeite of 24 7 sports and cbs sports digital to talk all things acc and that the song of the wait for us demon deeks who helped kind of get the weekend started early they've got a game friday that we'll tell you about but jonathan first thanks first welcome back to the y'all show Thanks. It's good to be back on. All right. Well, Jonathan, the ACC and the SEC got together last weekend. First things first, as we start our ACC spotlight, Miami, Florida, that was a closed game in the end. The hurricanes went down before we move on to this week and the news heading into this weekend, so-called real opening weekend. Your thoughts of what the Canes did last week? Well, I mean, this game was supposed to be a celebration, kind of open the season of the 150th anniversary of college football. And I think that game may have set us back about a hundred of those years anyway. <laughs> so kind of an ugly game. Um, you know, Hurricanes, I think, had some opportunities, but, you know, their, their offensive line and their offense once again let them down. And, uh, um, they went out there with a, with a freshman quarterback and, and he had some good moments, but, uh, in, in the, at the end of the day, when you've got, what, what did he get hit with nine sacks, something like that? Um, you just have no chance uh, on offense when you when your line plays that bad. All right. Well, Jonathan, of course, the Canes lose in Manny Diaz's debut as the Canes coach, and they'll have to lick their wounds and try to get the ship righted. We know that teams can lose that first game, at least against a formidable opponent like an SEC team like Florida, and then come back strong the rest of the way. And so that's what Hurricane fans are optimistic about. News out of Tallahassee this week as FSU has named a quarterback heading into their opening contest. James Blackman, a new old name. He beat out Wisconsin transfer Alex Hornibrook for the role there in Tallahassee. Mr. Lifeite, your thoughts on Blackman coming back to skipper the Knowles? Well, not a huge surprise. I mean, I thought they were going to be neck and neck. Um, Blackman, of course, uh, took over when uh, DeAndre Francois went went down, I believe it was 2017, um, ended up starting most of the games that year. Uh, then Francois took the took the took his job back last year. So given his uh, kind of uh, experience and having started, not a huge surprise, Hornibrook last year for Wisconsin, um, not an overly impressive quarterback, had uh, – had more interceptions than he probably did, and it looked like he was going to be getting uh, beat out by uh, by Cone at Wisconsin. So I think he his transfer was probably more of a preemptive strike than anything else. So uh, from that perspective, uh, not 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 a big deal. 
All right. Well, I don't know what was going on there in Big Ten country to force Hornybrook to pick his bags up and and head on down to Florida, which is not a bad decision, right? No, I, I think that uh, picking up your bags and moving to Florida is a fine decision. <laughs> well, let's talk the uh, more quarterback news from the conference. And this week, while FSU is going back to a familiar face to lead their program behind center, <laughs> at center for the North Carolina Tar Heels, when they suit up in Charlotte against the Gamecocks this weekend, it'll be true freshman Sam Howell, a real record breaker in the North Carolina high school ranks. And he's going to be Mac Brown's starter in Charlotte against South Carolina. Your thoughts on this decision by the new old coach there, Mac Brown? Yeah, and I think this one is a case of uh, uh, nobody else looked better. And, and, and uh, probably, uh, you know, in that case, when, when you have a, a kind of a three quarterbacks and none of them look very great, good, you pick the youngest one because you figure he's got the most upside. Um, you know, so I believe it was Jace Reuter and somebody, uh, Cade Fortin or something like that. Yep. Both of those guys played last year and were summarily unimpressive. And from what I understand, none of them look much better in the spring. So Howell probably kind of gets the job by default. Um, I don't necessarily think that bodes well for the Tar Heels this year. I think they're, they're going to have some issues probably with their, with their offense like they did last year, uh, due to quarterback play. But the good news for them is, is at least they'll have a guy that can grow into the job, uh, in the coming years. And Howell grew up just down the road from Charlotte, southeast of Charlotte, the town of Monroe, North Carolina, where he set high school, the state record there for total career yards, 17,036 yards. And from what I'm seeing here, he set that last season. And did he do all that? Well, total career yards. Okay. It was all, I didn't think he did 17 in one season, but yes, no. <laughs> that, that would really be impressive. But still, I guess four years of skippering in his high school team and over 17,000 yards there for that team there in North Carolina. And he's going to be back in his native area, a quarterback in the North Carolina Tar Heels. Oh, by the way, if UNC wins this game in Charlotte against South Carolina, Hey, how about this new tradition that's starting up at UNC? They are going to light the bell tower there on campus, Carolina Blue. And Jonathan, I, I know you've been to UNC games. You've seen that kind of landmark on the campus there at Chapel Hill. I don't know what's happened. They just kind of came up with this idea or what, but if. No, they ripped, they ripped it off of Texas and also NC State. Okay. Ooh, they're ripping it from their so-called rival <laughs> NC State. Oh, that's terrible. Yeah, it was funny in the in the Twitter thread where they announced that uh, some rather sarcastic NC State fan posted a picture of their tower from last year um, or years past. I'm not sure when it was from, but uh, of their kind of equivalent landmark, and it was a lit up uh, lit up red after a victory. Uh-huh. And it's also known if you if you're familiar, Texas has been doing this for a very long time as well. So. Not exactly a uh, a unique or or uh, novel uh, tradition that they're attempting to establish there. Well, we love our traditions in college football, which, by the way, gives me the perfect opportunity to promote y'all.com. If you log on to y'all.com all throughout the next couple of weeks, you're going to see the great traditions of college football spotlighted. And, Jonathan, we kind of have a bracket going on, and you can cast your vote for the great traditions of college football. And we've got a really special award going out there for the winner of that after we get through a couple of weeks. So check it out at y'all.com. And something tells me lighting the bell tower on the UNC campus will not be one of those great traditions of college football. Yeah, especially since they probably won't win many games either. (laughs) Well, 
for NC State's sake, since they're at least the first team in the ACC to do this, I think I'm right on this. The Wolfpack has defeated their rival Tar Heels three straight years. Does that sound right to you? Uh, it might be four straight years, but I, I know it's at least three. Uh, okay. I, I, th- I think it's three, but it, it may be four this year. And so Wolfpack fans, don't worry about this bell tower down the road in Orange County. You'll be, you'll be all right there, but still a lovely campus there in Chapel Hill, North Carolina. Jonathan, we've got some news coming from Clemson. This is a program where you don't necessarily get a lot of bad news, but a defensive end on that program, Logan Cash, has left Clemson after just a few weeks on campus. First of all, do you know who the heck Logan Cash is, and how common is it for a player in his first season to leave the program? Yeah, It's not entirely uncommon. Um, I actually think he enrolled early and was there through the spring, um, so he, he uh, had actually been on campus a little longer than that, but not clear why he left. Uh, no real announcement from him on that. And uh, and Dabo Sweeney certainly did not have any uh, any insight or did not provide any insight uh, in any of the interviews that he uh, he he had concerning the concerning uh, Cash leaving. Okay. Well, Jonathan, speaking of the Tiger football program, you're defending national champs, by the way, in case y'all forgot. Hey, there's a tweet out that I saw this week from college from Fox College Football at CFB on Fox. And they wrote on their tweet, when you're talking about the top five players of the ACC, just go watch Clemson football practice. And they've got a guy, Joel Klatt, telling it like it is. I don't know if you had a chance to see that video, but would you agree with Mr. Klatt that the top five players of the entire conference are all contained in the Clemson football program? No, I probably wouldn't necessarily agree completely with that. Um, I actually think uh, there's uh, the guys down at uh, – down at Miami, for example, Shaq Quarterman, uh, their linebacker. I actually think he's probably one of the one of the top players players there. So there's at least one player, but you could probably make a pretty good, darn good argument that uh, uh, that probably three or four of the top five are, are are from Clemson for sure. Well, again, Clemson looking to back up last year's title with another natty there in Clemson, South Carolina. Well, an interesting matchup here in this opening weekend. It's a all-ACC matchup going on in Pittsburgh as the Virginia Cavaliers and Pitt, they'll get together at Heinz Field. Jonathan, that's one of the many games that we're going to kind of go into, but I wanted to get your take on an article that came out at the Roanoke Times about UVA's football program and this article out about this matchup and will Bronco Mendenhall's team get off on the right foot this year where last year they had some hiccups along the way yeah they did they did not start out the season uh, very well I believe uh, um, oh, actually I take that back that was going back they, they actually I think did alright but Pitt did get them last year and uh, that was actually the difference between uh, UVA going to the to the ACC championship and Pitt going so um, they traditionally haven't come out necessarily very strong on the season um, so they have, have got to, to kind of get it, do a little better job, uh, in their first game when they're playing pit pit, of course, you know, they, they never seem to get, get picked very highly. Um, but typically they've been right in the middle of things when it comes to the coastal. Pitt versus Virginia, just one of two ACC v ACC matchups on Saturday of this opening weekend 
of college football. The first ACC v. ACC matchup takes place on Thursday when it's the first game ever broadcast on the new ACCN as Georgia Tech visits Death Valley and the Clemson Tigers, the number one team in the country. Jonathan, a lot of people aren't giving Georgia Tech much of a chance at all. You know that program quite well. <laughs> What's going on with Jeff Collins' team as it travels up I-85 to take on those Tigers? Well, they're uh, currently picked as a 35-point underdog, so that, that ought to tell you just how much faith uh, that the folks in Vegas have. I probably would take that money uh, uh, and run with it because as good as Clemson is, Dabo's not usually one to run up the score, and uh, even as outmatched as Georgia Tech likely will be, I don't see them giving 35 uh, in, in, any, in any kind of scenario at this point. So I do expect Clemson probably to, to handle, handle my, my yellow jackets, but nonetheless, 35 just a bit bit much for me well jonathan the big question about clemson is are they going to be as good this year as they were last year and your thoughts on that well offensively they'll be better than they were last year no way um uh yeah i mean you've got now trevor lawrence is no longer a true freshman he's now uh you know a sophomore uh travis etn returns t higgins returns justin ross returns i can't even remember the name of the third uh, wide receiver and of course they'll have a solid offensive line so um, pretty much all of their production uh, from skill positions returns from last year so they'll be better now the question will be um, you know it, it, they're going to be a lot younger on defense and they lose a tremendous uh, front four that they had you know led by Christian Wilkins and and Cle- Cleveland Farrell and, and, and others but uh, you know they've, they've still got a lot of t- talent coming back Xavier Thomas and Niles Pinkney, um, both, uh, both up front for the, for the, for the Tigers. So they got a lot of talent, but they're a little younger this year. So, um, they may be as good, uh, net, net, but they probably won't be as strong defensively as they were last year, but I think they'll be better offensively. It was about 11 years ago now. Sadly, I hate to say that time has passed by so quickly. But around this time, 11 years ago, although it was a couple weeks into the season, a guy named Dabo Sweeney took over the Clemson program on an interim basis, and his first game was there in Death Valley against the Georgia Tech Yellow Jackets, a game as an interim coach that he lost. Yeah, he did. Uh, There was a late touchdown to uh, Demarius Thomas that put the Yellow Jackets in the lead, and and, uh, there they stayed. So... Kind of reversing things now, Jeff Collins, he walks in to Memorial Stadium in Clemson, South Carolina this weekend as the first coach here in his first game of Georgia Tech. And the question with Georgia Tech fans, is Georgia Tech with this new offense, they got rid of the triple option. It's gone. Paul Johnson's gone. And now the Ram and Wreck roll into Death Valley. Is this offense somewhat capable of at least making this game competitive here on Thursday night? Um... I think they're going to need some help from their defense to get some turnovers, but um, I, I think it's going to be an uphill battle. They could probably uh, – they'll probably put up more points than most people expect. Um, they actually did leave some talent. Paul Johnson did leave some talent behind on the offensive side. Um, they've got some good skill position players. Um, you know, the line is a little, a little more where the concern is, but uh, I think they'll be able to put a few points up, particularly with a young group coming in and kind of feeling their way. 
I'm not so sure it'll be enough to, to keep them in the game, though. All right. This, again, the first game on the ACCN. It starts at 8 Eastern, 7 Central in Clemson, Georgia Tech, and the number one Tigers. On Friday, Utah State travels all the way to Winston-Salem for a matchup with the Wake Forest Demon Deeks. Jonathan, are the Demon Deacons going to kind of keep their forward momentum going here in this game and this season? Yeah, this is a sneaky, tough matchup. Uh, most people kind of look at Utah State and go, oh, that should be, you know, not a very di- difficult game. But um, if you look at what uh, what the, what the uh, Aggies have done in the in the past few seasons, um, you know, their head coach actually just took off and took the job at Texas Tech. Um, they're bringing back an old head coach in Gary Anderson, and I believe uh, they'll be a tough matchup. They've got a lot of talent out there. Um, have been playing pretty well the last few years. This is not going to be an easy matchup for the Demon Deacons. No, it won't, and it'll be there at BB&T Field on Friday. Again, this is on the ACCN, the brand-new ACCN, and this is an 8 Eastern, 7 Central kick between the Ags and the Wake Forest Demon Deacons. All right, come Saturday, Jonathan, it's NC State and their in-state foe, East Carolina, a team that has been a nemesis for the North Carolinas and NC State through the years. And the Pirates have a new coach, a really good coach in Mike Houston, who won a national championship at James Madison. He was the coach at the Citadel a couple years back when they beat South Carolina. And now he's traveling to Carter-Finley for this early game on Saturday against the Pack. The Pack having to reload with their quarterback now in the NFL. Your thoughts on this in-state matchup between the Bucks and the Pack? Yeah, East Carolina has really not been a very good program the last few years. And uh, even as good as Houston may be as a coach, um, I think they'll be completely overmatched by uh, by the Wolfpack. Well, don't hold back. Tell me what you really think. Uh, I think they'll be really outmatched by the Wolfpack. All right. Well, flipping the script on that kind of sentiment, the Duke Blue Devils will be at Mercedes-Benz Stadium in Atlanta for a game against number two, Alabama. Similar to the game earlier in the week with Clemson and Georgia Tech, I think I saw a 35-point spread predicted between the Devils and the Tide. In this case, for Duke, it's not good news for David Cutcliffe's fighting Devils. Your thoughts on this ABC televised game on Saturday afternoon? Yeah, I think they'll probably come pretty close to covering that 35 points. Uh, uh, in this case, I, I think this is just going to be ugly for Duke. Um, uh, they're replacing their quarterback. I, I'm not sure that uh, I believe his name is Jarrell Harris. Uh, you know, Daniel Jones was a pretty darn good quarterback. Not sure how he managed to vault himself up into, uh, what was it, number six pick in the NFL yeah, draft. For the New York but, football Giants. Yeah, but, uh, but Harris is probably – uh, gonna gonna find himself probably buried uh, under the under the turf before uh, the end of the first quarter. All right, at Bank of America Stadium at three thirty Saturday, it's the Battle of the Carolinas, the Tar Heels, and the South Carolina Gamecocks. Of course, UNC and its new old coach and Mac Brown. This game's on ESPN. It's going to be one of the contests that I'm going to make sure to tune in. It, it looks like a really fun game between these two teams that don't necessarily get together all that often. No, but I, I think given the kind of the state of things, you know, South Carolina um, had a laid a real egg at the end of the season last season against uh, UVA at uh, Bank of America think, Stadium. By the way, yeah, there you go. So they'll be playing back to back there. But I, I just don't think that uh, that North Carolina has you know what it takes at this point to win that game. So uh, if I were picking, I'd probably go with uh, with South Carolina in that one. Just play it safe, Jonathan, and pull for Carolina. 
and you'll come there out. There you okay. go. All right. Yeah, probably true. All right, here's a battle of ACC versus ACC. Virginia Tech and Boston College, old Big East foes, get together at Chestnut Hill on Saturday. This is a game televised on the ACCN, 4 Eastern, 3 Central kick there in Beantown. Are these teams going to be any better here in 2019? Because 2018, at least for Virginia Tech, was not so kind. Yeah, neither team was all that great. I'm not really sure what to make of this. Um, you know, I keep hearing Justin Fuentes kind of made a, you know, they've really dedicated themselves in the offseason and turned it around, but I'm not sold on them. And then I'm not sold. I, you know, Adazio has a, usually has a pretty uh, solidly well-coached team. They're usually fundamentally sound, but their offense uh, usually is fundamentally horrible. Um, and uh, But defensively, they play well. So I'm not sure what to make of this game. I can see this one going either way. Um, the Virginia Tech folks will be in an uproar if they lose it. The Boston College people will be probably shrug their shoulders. <laughs> well, Jonathan, I don't know if going to Lynchburg, Virginia for a football game is on your list of things to do before you hit the ground one day, but that's where Syracuse is headed this weekend as the number 22 ranked Orange will be traveling to face the Liberty Flames and their first, I guess, real Power Five opponent coming into Williams Stadium. And, of course, we don't know who their coach is going to be. Hugh Freeze, the new coach there in Lynchburg, has had some health issues. I don't think it's going to be too much of a contest for Syracuse, but are the, are, is this a trap game? Uh, I don't know that there are any traps in Lynchburg, so I think <laughs> I'll go with the Cues. All right. Syracuse, Jonathan's going with them. Boise State, this is an intriguing matchup at Tia Bankfield in Jacksonville, Florida State. They're heading east for this one. They're staying within the borders of the Sunshine State, but they're going to be traveling over to Jacksonville for a game against the Broncos. And I was looking it up. Boise State, actually, you don't really think about them as much these days when they're not in the top five, but they've actually had double-digit wins most of the season since Chris Peterson took off for Washington and the Broncos. And, man, Florida State is ready for this one to get a whole new season started. This game's at 7 Eastern, 6 Central on ESPN. Will Coach Taggart come out victorious in this one, in your opinion? Well, I think this one could go either way. I think um – Florida State has had some major struggles on the offensive line. Uh, Boise State's always a very fundamentally sound team. They do a really good job up there, and they also do a great job of identifying talent. They kind of flew below, below the radar. So wouldn't surprise me to see this one go either way. Um, Florida State loses this one, and um, I think you're going to see the uh, hot seat for Mr. Taggart, uh, Coach Taggart, turned up to 11. All right. Pitt hosts Virginia in the other ACC game on Saturday. This televised on the ACCN starts at 7.30, 6.30 Central. Jonathan, the ACCN with three games in that first Saturday of the college football season. First of all, have you tuned in to the ACCN? And if you have, your thoughts on it? Um, I caught a couple uh, shows here and there. I um, caught uh, um, Mark Packer and, uh, and Wes Durham's show at one point. And then also listen to a few other things. Uh, I heard uh, oh, our old nemesis from uh, from uh, Miami, uh, Coach Rick, decide that um, he was hoping Georgia Tech got torn up at the end of the season by his old old team up in uh, that little town called Athens. Uh, so yeah, that was enough to annoy me. Um, he, he said that like here in the last couple of days. He said that, or is this old yes. footage? No, he said that he's he is one of the uh, one of the commentators or color guys, whatever you want to call them. 
talking heads that they they put on the ACC network since he used to coach in the ACC for the Canes. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he made that statement on uh, on one of his shows. I think it was over the weekend. Well, he may be confused in that same building as the SEC network. Perhaps Coach Rick might want to go go down the hall and work there. Yeah, I I would love him to take his fake fake and bake tan and, and hit the road. <laughs> well, Jonathan, the ACC fun ends on Labor Day night on Monday night. It's Monday night football. Are you ready for some football? Notre Dame tries to back up what they did last year. The ACC wannabe team is going to be going down to Cardinal Stadium in Louisville to take on a very embattled Louisville Cardinal team of last year. But Scott Satterfield has rode the white horse into to Louisville, and do you think the Cards will have any chance against Notre Dame in this one on Monday night? None. Oh, come on! Where's the fun? Where's your ACC homerism, man? Uh, I, I'm, you know, I'm not a, exactly a big fan of the Louisville Cardinals, but uh, I just don't see where, you know, given the the disaster that they that, that Scott Satterfield inherited, he'll probably be able to pull it together. He's a good good coach and all that, and get them, you know, back on a on a solid footing, but opening uh, at home against Notre Dame is probably not the way to do it right now. All right. Well, that will wrap up a very first week, a very busy first weekend of ACC action here this weekend. And man, the fun's just going to keep getting better and better as we go forward. Jonathan Lifeite, CBS Sports Digital and 247sports.com. Thank you for your ACC knowledge. Thank you very much. Have a great weekend. All right. The Y'all Show will come on with a whole nother hour of Southern Talk after the break. You don't want to miss it. Stay tuned. Honey, I just switched the family to Boost Mobile and we got so much more. Awesome. Like what? We got four free LG Stylo 5 phones for the whole family. Four lines for just $100 a month with unlimited gigs. I smashed up the car a bit. And they have a super reliable, super fast nationwide network. Whoa, four free LG... Wait, back up. Did you just say you... Four free LG Stylo 5 phones? Yep. No, no. Something about the car? Oh, you mean Boost super reliable, super fast network. Before that, the car smashing thing. What? The smashing deal we got? Four lines for $100 a month? No. Between the four lines for $100 a month and the unlimited gigs part, you said I smashed up the car a bit. I did. It's completely smashed. We need a new vehicle. But four free phones. Boost Mobile, the switch that gives you more. Offer for new customers only. Ends 916.19. First line is $100 a month. Lines 2 to 4 free. Requires one port from eligible carrier and activation. Mobile optimized data. Coverage and offers not available everywhere. Restrictions apply. See dealer for details. This is a cow. A cow whose milk became everyone's favorite cheese at the craft fair. But cheese only lasts so long. The impression a small business makes needs to last much longer. That's why Vistaprint is offering 500 truly personalized business cards starting at $9.99. Choose from hundreds of fresh designs tailored to your type of company. Or upload your own. The choice is yours. The time is now. Get 500 business cards starting at $9.99 with promo code 8282. That's promo code 8282 at vistaprint.com. Vistaprint. Own the now. Hot diggity, we're back for another hour on this hump day edition of the show that's all about the South. Great to have you. I'm John Rawl. We've got Precious Harris dropping by in just a few with the Nashville Music Line. 
what's going on in country music and everything else music related coming out of nashville tennessee we're going to find out when she joins us with that great and just infectious laugh of hers that'll be coming up just a few here on y'all talk with a southern accent and don't let me forget that coming up on the thursday y'all show we're going to actually be listening to a great newcomer an americana artist from nashville callie mcculloch's going to be our special guest in the first hour and she's a southerner via southern ontario (laughs) and she's going to drop by we're going to get to hear a brand new song that's out right now from callie and you're going to enjoy listening to that and all the fun that she's going to provide with her up-and-coming career. Americana artist Callie McCullough on the Thursday Y'all Show. Plus, we'll have SEC talk and more. And don't forget, come Friday, we have the first of the all the, I guess, four months worth of Y'all kickoff shows. Where we spend all two hours of the Y'all Show on Friday getting you ready for the weekend's big college football lineup. And it's going to be a lot of fun. In fact, General Gridiron is going to make his heroic return on the y'all kickoff show come friday so don't miss out on the fun right now though we start out with this hour and hashtag hula 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 baloo and garcia or garcia i guess is the pronunciation garcia vega is on twitter at the real cynical and that's the real s-y-n-i-k-a-l creative way to to kind of put that out there Garcia, Garcia, or Garcia, however you want to pronounce your name, Garcia Vega, thank you. And they write on Twitter, I write everybody, but still say everybody. I make myself say every Southern. Okay, I don't know where you're going with this, Garcia, but they say they 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 write everybody, but they say everybody, like E-R-R. B-O-D-Y, E-R-R-B-O-D-Y, everybody. Everybody, listen to the Y'all Show. Uh, That's a little bit uh, uh, rough out there, Garcia. Everybody. It's not asking too much to throw in that V. Every, not everybody. Everybody. But who am I to judge, okay? That's one of the great things about the South. We have different dialects of the Southern accent. We have different regions. We have different cultures. And the one word that really brings us together is not everybody, and it ain't other words. It ain't ain't. It's y'all. <laughs> y'all is the common thread that is a Southerner you get, and if you're not a Southerner, you're envious of. And thank you, GV, for letting us brag about our f- favorite word in the English language. And I don't even know if it's in the Webster's Dictionary, y'all, that is. But if it's not at all to be, y'all, everybody everybody knows that. Fitness and health tip is M-U-Y-A-N-I world. Miyani world. Fitness and health tip. And they write in their profile, you can know all about fitness health tips. Follow us and like the Facebook page. Fitness and health tip. They put on Twitter this week, 10 Southern Decor Favorites from the Southeastern Designer Show House. And they have a link there that I'm not going to be able to share with you because it's kind of copyrighted information from the author of that site there. So if you want to get linked to it, you can go to that Miani World on Twitter and find out. However, I want to take this opportunity to tell you a little bit more about the Southeastern Designer Show House and Gardens. And it allows... 
This is from their own information. It allows regular folk and HGTV addicts like me, the person that wrote this, a chance to truly ensconce our senses in the work of skilled geniuses. During this year's massive Atlanta estate, guests are greeted to rooms and vignettes representing all different types of decor styles, homey countryside to clean minimalism to cool mid-century modern and everything in between. Besides viewing one-of-a-kind finishes and design pieces, the painstakingly detailed work of these 18 designers can also prompt the creative juices of everyone who tours the home. Think of it like walking through a Pinterest board you've been creating for your own home. The event is produced by Atlanta Homes and Lifestyles, and it benefits the Atlanta History Center. Again, this is the Southeastern Designer Showhouse and Gardens. And I'm sorry, I don't have the exact location. I don't have an idea of when this is available for the public. But it sounds like if you're in the homes and you're anywhere near Metro Atlanta, you might want to go check out this thing and follow the advice of fitness and health tip and go spy on all of these designers, 18 of them, and get your own creative juices going there in the ATL. Dungeon Mom is on Twitter at D-M-O-O-M-M-M. D-Moom. <laughs> Dungeon Ma'am, Mom to a Super Cute Bean, ADHD, Depression, and Mild Scoliosis. Okay, not sure where we're going with this, but here's what Dungeon Mom writes this week on Twitter. Drinking pumpkin spice coffee and swatting mosquitoes. Hashtag Southern. Yeah, that's pretty darn Southern. But it does seem a little weird that you're drinking pumpkin spice coffee. Is it really getting close to Halloween in the in the fall? Well, yes, it is. Hey, we're about to turn the calendar over to the month of September here over the weekend. Yeah, it, it's getting that time. And if you don't believe me, well, that kind of wacko coffee chain out of the west out of seattle they kind of help us get ready for the fall in october because they've just released as of tuesday starbucks released pumpkin spice latte and it is back on menus if you're planning on making a few trips to starbucks to get your hands on your beloved psl pumpkin spice latte as often as possible this season You'll be happy to know you can actually grab a limited edition Starbucks coffee blend inspired by the famous latte at Amazon.com. Starbucks recently released its new fall bundle on the retail giant, which comes with pumpkin spice flavored ground coffee, pumpkin spice cookie straws, and a special 2019 fall blend. And the best part, you can grab all three of these things for just under 25 buckaroos so if you like that starbucks pumpkin spice latte and you got 25 dollars to blow maybe you want to blow it on a friend a loved one don't get it for me i don't like it actually never had it i don't like starbucks actually i don't like coffee if you really want to know the truth or i don't crave coffee if you give me coffee and i'm about to die of starvation i will gladly drink it but i don't go out of my way to drink coffee but a lot of you do, and God bless you. If you like coffee, you really like coffee. Am I right on that? And I just haven't quite got into it yet. Maybe I haven't had the pumpkin spice latte, and that's why I'm not a coffee fanatic. I'm not a Starbucks fanatic. But good news, Starbucks lovers. Good news, latte lovers. You got your pumpkin spice latte back. And again, you can go to Amazon and get that fall bundle pumpkin spice flavored ground coffee 
pumpkin spice cookie straws and a special 2019 fall blend somebody go out there and let me know what that special 2019 fall blend is i bet you it's got something to do with pumpkin spice because that would be consistent with everything else they got and again you can get all that for just under 25 dollars. i don't know if shipping's included amazon.com one more thing for amazon prime to have to ship to you check it out let me know and of course the way you let me know here y'all is you call us you text us 803-816-1170 hey we've got more food related items to get to and just a few in fact i want to go ahead and give you a tease we're going to be talking about scuppernongs in just a few minutes before we head over to nashville and find out what's going on with precious harris so there's your tease from pumpkin spice to scuppernongs coming up in just a few minutes hey let's talk a little history while we have an opportunity visit savannah's on twitter at visit savannah the official guide for all things savannah ga and you can go to hashtag visit savannah and share in and, and spy on what else going on in the coastal empire of georgia and visit savannah this week put a tweet out says factors walk is full of secrets and i have been to savannah many times i'm of course just across that savannah river over in south carolina is my my so-called native land (laughs) yeah that's where i was hatched so i guess it is my so-called native land i wonder where your native land is let me know here 803-816-1170 perhaps savannah georgia is your native land well of all the times i've been to savannah i've never seen something listed as factors walk and so i had to do a little research and you'll find it in the bay street and river street areas right along the savannah river in downtown savannah you have factors row and factors walk located on a bluff just above the river walk factors row is a unique collection of red brick buildings it's formerly a center of commerce for savannah's cotton factors or brokers factors row was also home to the original cotton exchange where cotton factors also known as brokers set prices worldwide so all the years i've lived in the south and have been to savannah and been around cotton areas of the south as most of us somewhere in our area is something to do with cotton i had no idea the word factor is another term for broker and of course way back in the old days and slavery days and then even in the post-slavery days we had cotton exchanges and brokers and factors and a lot of factors went into all that and here's your word for the day cotton factors and red brokers Running from east to west above the Savannah River, these brick buildings rise two or three stores above the bluff and descend for three or more stories to the river front. And the top side contained the offices of the cotton brokers and the building on the lower River Street side were used as warehouses. And I've kind of walked up the nooks and crannies there along Bay Street and River Street in Savannah. And now I get it. I get it. And a lot of those areas have like a little bridge looking thing, a little small pedestrian really almost like something you see out on a trail to kind of connect you from one area of this area factors walk to the others the buildings on bay street in savannah have been renovated into antique shops historic inns and offices the old cotton warehouses on the river street level have been converted into pubs restaurants and specialty shops popular with tourists and locals alike check it out factors walk in savannah georgia one of the many features there along with all the little squares they got there in savannah and if you can't make it to savannah anytime soon and you wanted to get your savannah fix just go 
find Forrest Gump and you'll see him sitting on that bench right there in Savannah, Georgia, and you'll kind of get a little bit of an idea of what it's like to be in this historic southern city. Samantha Page Terry is on Twitter at Sammy Page 2015. She's 29 years old, a photographer, a wife, and a boy mom. I love that. She's also Christian and a Southern Appalachian. And she writes on Twitter this week, Hope everyone is doing good, good, doing good on Twitter. Sorry, I haven't been posting really at all that much. My computer is in the shop. Won't get it until tomorrow. So using my phone. Okay, Samantha, get to your point. Here's a, here's a food picture. So have a great day, y'all. LOL. Rice pudding is a Southern Appalachian comfort food. Okay. She did all that to let us know that she's got a photo of rice pudding out on Twitter this week. Thank you, Samantha Page Terry at Sammy P-A-I-G-E 2015. If you want to go to her Twitter account, you can see this picture of rice pudding yourself. Now, since we're talking history, we're talking culture, let me educate you on rice pudding, because some of you may not know exactly what that is. As rice pudding is a dish made from rice, wow, I had no idea, (laughs) made from rice mixed with water or milk and other ingredients such as cinnamon and raisins, and variants are used for either desserts or dinners. When used as a dessert, rice pudding is commonly combined with a sweetener such as sugar, and such desserts are found on many continents, especially Asia, where rice is a staple. Some variants are thickened only with rice starch. Others include eggs, making them kind of a eh, kind of a custard. Now, here in North America, both in Canada and the good old U.S. of A., most rice pudding recipes come from European immigrants. In the latter half of the 20th century, Asian, Middle Eastern, and Latin American recipes have also become very common. In New England, a popular pudding is made with long grain rice, milk, sugar, or in Vermont, you, you actually put maple syrup on there. And this may be combined with nutmeg, cinnamon, and or raisins. The pudding is usually partially cooked on top of the stove in a double boiler and then finished in an oven. So rice pudding, I see this. I think I, I actually think I had some rice pudding one time in Savannah, Georgia, come to think of it. But it's pretty common, but not exactly like pecan pie as a dessert option here in the South. But yes, thank you for sharing that with us, Samantha Page Terry. As we have learned a little bit now more, I feel better about myself knowing about rice pudding. Hey, pudding, let me know about you. Raspud. Diane Griffin Forbes is on Twitter. She is a Columbiana Americana, not Columbia, as in where I was born, Columbia SC. She's from the country of Columbia, and I didn't know they went by Columbia, actually Columbiana Americana. Okay, and she is all into travel and entrepreneurship. Diane Griffin Forbes, and she writes on Twitter. Who likes scuppernongs? Well, they're even better in wine. Hashtag cheers to Southern living. (laughs) Well, here's Diane's tweet, and she includes this picture of her smiling like she just won a couple million bucks, and she's enjoying the scuppernong wine. And that's pretty darn Southern, whether you're from Columbia, South Carolina, or Columbia, South America. Diane, thank you for sharing that. Now... As we like to inform you and educate you, you may not know exactly what the heck a scuppernong is, which, by the way, I'm going to tell you, I'm going to ask you a trivia question, and you got to answer it here before we get done here in just a minute. What southern state 
is the scuppernong, the official state fruit? The answer is coming right up. First off, a scuppernong is a large variety of muscadine, a species of grape native to the south. It's usually a greenish or bronze color and similar in appearance and texture to the white grape, but it's actually rounder and larger, and it's first known as the big white grape. And scuppernong is commonly known as the scuppulin in some areas of the deep south. It's also known as the scuffalum, scuppanon, scuppadine, scuppermine, scuppnon, or scuffadine in other parts of Dixie. Now, to give you a big clue on what state has the scuppernong as its official state fruit, surely it's not Florida. You, you wouldn't think Florida would have the scuppernong when they could have an orange, or other types of fruit, correct? No, it's not Florida. It's not Florida. So we got 15 other southern states for you to choose. What about Mizzou, Missouri, the show-me state? Missouri, show me scuppernong as your official state fruit. Survey says, eh, not Missouri. All right, let's go right in the middle of the south. Let's go to Tennessee, Good old Tennessee. Is that your official state fruit? No, it's not. I don't know what Tennessee's state fruit is. Mm, no, don't have a clue. South Carolina, they have all kinds of crazy, crazy state this and that. And they actually, do you know what South Carolina's official state dance is? It's the shag. Is South Carolina state fruit scuppernong? Survey says no it's not but the answer lies just across that state line as north carolina's official state fruit is the scuppernong and the reason for that well possibly the oldest cultivated grapevine in the entire world i'm talking the entire globe from sea to shining sea and and then some (laughs) the oldest cultivated grapevine just might be the 400 year it's 400 years old it's a scuppernong known as mother vine and it grows on roanoke island in the northeast corner of north carolina in the outer banks area the mother vine allegedly 400 years old and it may be the oldest cultivated grapevine it's still going so happy 400th birthday mother vine as back in 1619 somebody got smart and decided to plant you it could have come we just celebrated here or or recognized not far up from the coast at in the outer banks you have virginia remember it was exactly 400 years ago the first african slaves arrived there so perhaps perhaps i'm just kind of coming up with a supposition this could have come originally from the continent of africa you you never know but how about that mother vine and that helps make north carolina's official state fruit the scuppernong man we got it all here on y'all talk with a southern accent and that will wrap up our hashtag hello blue i'm gonna go get me some scuppernong wine yeah i haven't had that have y'all is it good text me 803-816-1170 i want to know if it's if it's delish and perhaps it uh, came from Mother Vine. Hey, when we come back after the break, we're going to go to Nashville, Tennessee, where Precious Harris is high not on Scuppernong wine, but on all the great country music coming out of Nashville, Tennessee. And we're going to find out what all's going on in Music City 
when we have our Nashville music line, and it's up next. Yeah. Honey, I just switched the family to Boost Mobile, and we got so much more. Awesome. Like what? We got four free LG Stylo 5 phones for the whole family. Four lines for just $100 a month with unlimited gigs. I smashed up the car a bit. And they have a super reliable, super fast nationwide network. Whoa, four free LG... Wait, back up. Did you just say you... Four free LG Stylo 5 phones? Yep. No, no. Something about the car? Oh, you mean Boost super reliable, super fast network. Before that, the car smashing thing. What? The smashing deal we got? Four lines for $100 a month? No. Between the four lines for $100 a month and the unlimited gigs part, you said I smashed up the car a bit. I did. It's completely smashed. We need a new vehicle. But four free phones. Boost Mobile, the switch that gives you more. Offer for new customers only. Ends 916.19. First line is $100 a month. Lines 2 to 4 free. Requires one port from eligible carrier and activation. Mobile optimized data. Coverage and offers not available everywhere. Restrictions apply. See dealer for details. It's the number one song in all of the country this very second from Georgia boy Jason Aldean. And that's number one on Billboard Country Airplay's top songs in the country, followed by Beer Never Broke My Heart from Luke Combs. Number three, Justin Moore's The Ones That Didn't Make It Back Home. Number four, Knocking Boots from Luke Bryan. And the number five song in the country this week, Dan and Shay's All To Myself. This is Y'all Talk With a Southern Accent as we play great country records from people like Jason Aldean and more. And this is the time of the show where we bring on our friend in Nashville, Tennessee, Precious Harris. She is Precious She's with the author of I Know Country and IKnowCountry.com. That's got 366 daily country music questions and answers. You can also buy and instantly download your ebook copy there at the website. And Precious is also a music career development consultant with an emphasis on new and aspiring artists and songwriters. Visit CollegeOfSongology.com for more details. Follow Precious's blog at NashvilleMusicLine.com and her work is at Y'all.com and She's joining us right now, probably listening to some Jason Aldean music going down the highway. Hello, Precious. Hello, darling. Are you doing good today? I am doing great. Always great to talk to you and catch up with all things country music and everything else going on in Music City, USA. And Jason's got that number one song out on the radio right now. He has a career that just keeps on trucking. Yeah, you know why, don't you? No, tell me. Okay, he's had the same producer involved since the beginning of his career that used to beg people to come see jason only five or six people would show up he's had the same band his drummer i know has been with him at least 
18 years. Um, matter of fact, so was Blake Shelton's because I helped him get a job. But um, yeah, and Michael Knox, his producer, you know, his dad is sort of like rock rolls. Um, you remember the song, Come Along and Be My Party Dog? Yep. Come Along and Be My Party Dog. Well, that's their daddy, Buddy Knox. That's um, Michael Knox's father. I did not know that. That's how Michael got the interest and in is, you know, and he just keeps on. I mean, he's just an incredible producer. Mm-hmm. I well, mean, I think he said at the last number one party that he had had produced 19 number ones, I think, on Jason. I think is what they said. Because I went to Jason's and Brent Young's in the same week. And I <laughs> get them up. Being a blonde that I am, I got it sort of crosswired. But it's up there. I promise. <laughs> you're, you're a blonde. And let me tell you, people, I believe she's the real thing, too. Yeah, totally. Airheaders can be, but I can help you do splits of publishing in my head, which is really unusual. All right. Well, congrats to Jason. And let's talk some other country music news and notes with Precious while we have the opportunity to do that. Hey, a newcomer that actually went to Belmont University, and I had not heard of this. I didn't even know you this was possible. He got his degree from Belmont about five years ago. His degree is in songwriting. C.J. Solar, the native of Louisiana, and he's got an, a debut coming up at the Grand Ole Opry on Saturday, September 7th. And Precious, I know you have a connection to C.J. Solar. Yes, his, I've known him since he came to town, and he's actually signed to Seagull Music. Uh, which is uh, one of the co-owners is a guy named Chris Dubois. Ah. And you know his work with uh, Chris Jansen, Buy Me a Boat. And uh, his daddy was Tim Dubois that started Airshow Records here and signed Brooks and Dunn and Alan Jackson. Jackson. And he also wrote Love in the First, not, yeah, Love in the First Degree for Alabama. Ah. So, yeah, it's a good, he's in a good group. All right. Solar, he said he was 12 years old when his family first attended the Grand Ole Opry while on a vacation in Music City. And they got to see Dirks Bentley, Brad Paisley, Blake Shelton, and more perform on the show. Sounds like a pretty good performance that particular night at the Opry. And he decided that very night that he wanted to move to Nashville and be a country music artist. His new single is Coming My Way. And it arrives at Country Radio this week. The single will be the title track to his upcoming third EP. Now, get this. A few days ago, CJ Solar and his band had a scare when their van and trailer were involved in a crash as they headed to Morgantown, West Virginia, to open up for Hank Williams Jr. at the Wild and Wonderful Country Fest. And it was heavy rain there. A, a passing car hydroplaned and struck CJ's vehicle. Both vehicles sustained damage, but thankfully, nobody was injured, and CJ was able to continue on safely to the gig. You can go to cjsolar.com, that's c-j-s-o-l-a-r.com, for more information on this up-and-coming singer who's a native of Louisiana and someone to be on the lookout for. Now, one of the good things about CJ that I like is he's kind of got that Southern rock feel. As he, oh, yeah. He credits, I think, Skinner as one of his big influences, and that new song is Coming My Way. Yeah, he's, he's also had a number one party about four months ago, four or five months ago, and I have a brain fart who it is. But, um, yeah, if you uh, – if you Google, you know, CJ Solar songwriter, number one song, it's either, I want to say it's not Brent Young, but someone like one of them newer ones that's come out. Yeah. Yeah. He's a great songwriter. How about Morgan Wallen's Up Down? Yeah, that's it. That's it. Morgan Wallen knew it. Yeah. yeah. Work okay. on those. Need to work on those brain flatulations. Of course, you're going to so many darn number one parties and parties in general. I can see why you have such 
things going on with your body. Speaking of your body, Precious, hopefully you were getting into it on Tuesday night as you had a chance to go to a, kind of one of those fun things around Nashville. Tell me about the award ceremony that you went to and if any country music artists were there. Yeah, Jamie Johnson was there. I, huh? I, I got the hiccups now because I breathe too fast. <laughs> but uh, it's called Source Awards. Source Awards. And it started okay. in 2003. And it's where the music industry recognizes women in the music industry behind the scenes. And one of my good friends, Grace Reinbold, that used to work with the Stones and the band that I, because I used to be an alternative rock before when, right before I moved to town and she managed a, an incredible alternative rock band called Royal Court of China. And, but she's in rock management with the Stones and all that before all that. So she ended up making her home in Nashville and she was honored to my friend, Trisha Walker. And then some other uh, publicist people that I've, that I work with over the years, you know, that I grew up with. So it was Beverly Kill, professor at MTSU. So it was pretty cool to see everybody. Robert Orman was there. Jamie Johnson was there. Uh, Brenda Lee was there. She was co-hosting with Jeannie Seedley. Oh, man. It was just like a Brenda Lee. Damn. Oh, she's so funny. Golly. Oh, my Lord. She's four foot nine of pure fun. Little Miss. Is she Little Miss Dynamite? Yes. Little Miss Dynamite. Okay. Yeah, Brenda Lee. If you don't know who that is, just Google "Rocking Around the Christmas Tree." She's my favorite. Yep, one of, one of her many great songs from yesteryear. But that sounds like a great event there in Nashville on Tuesday night, and you're recovering from that as we speak. Hey, <laughs> let's talk about yes. Carly Pierce, if you don't mind. Unbroken Circle. It's a original video series that features the singer songwriter. It's produced by the Country Music Hall of Fame and Museum in support of the exhibit American Currents. And over the course of multiple days, Carly Pierce digs for inspiration and makes memories in the museum's archives and galleries, along with her friends and collaborators, Jeannie Seeley, Emily Shackleton, Busby, and Michael Ray. You can watch all four episodes at the countrymusichalloffame.org website, exclusively also on the museum's YouTube channel. Again, more at countrymusichalloffame.org for Carly Pierce and the American Currents series there. Can you elaborate a little bit more on this, Precious? I can. Actually, Carly and uh, Michael were at the Grand Ole Opry on Tuesday night. Oh. So uh, they appeared together. But it was, that, uh, that was because you know, they're husband and wife. Well, almost. Not uh, yet. Oh, okay. Well, <laughs> almost. I said it like it had already happened. Golly, we've been talking about this forever. What's the holdup? Do you, do you need me to go I get actually, my, my license to marry him? Well, no, the summer, they're both touring really heavy this summer, uh. and she really hasn't had a chance to plan. But, um, but yeah, I actually uh, brought Michael back to town the second time that he came to town. He came when he was late teens and cut a record of several songs and ended up going back to Florida. It was really hard because um, they cut a great record, and he's just as talented as he was, but they didn't know anybody to give it to. So, anyway, but when he came back with me um, – and then he was working with a company that I used to work with and he was writing all these songs, but you know, you must be present to win is what one of your good friends used to say, Tandy Rice, mm. uh, who is a, you know, an alma mater, his alma mater is a Citadel, but he, Tandy said, you Go must Bulldogs. be present to win. <laughs> and, uh, so he called me up and he said, Hey, I'm in town. This is my new number. Uh, I'm thinking about going to next big thing. And I told him, I said, Michael, you're a star. And I told him, I said, you know, please try it out. What, what you got to lose, you know? And him and John Rich hit it off, and there you go. And it was just 
that was it. That's how I got his foot in the door, you know, and put him on a national platform, which is how a lot of it's been happening lately. You know, Carrie Underwood got her start there and Bo Bice and, uh, you know, and that um, Nicole Gallen, she, uh, you know, her husband's Ronnie Clausen. He wrote, I saw God the day in Cruise. She actually was in season two of The Voice. And, uh, of course, she also wrote Tequila. And she's a massive hit writer. And they, they actually was at the Country Music Hall of Fame this past weekend as a family, her and Roddy and his brother, Jason. So uh, it was a good it was good, good week at the Country Music Hall of Fame and everything involved there. We're talking with Precious Harris, and we're getting all the latest from Nashville, Music City, USA. And Michael Ray, the aforementioned Michael Ray that Precious was talking about there alongside his fiance Carly Pierce. Sounds like one of them needs to go up to the other and perhaps say something like, uh, stand by your man or perhaps stand, <laughs> stand by yeah. your woman. And then the reason I bring that up today, Precious, it was back on August 28th of 1968. Tammy Wynette recorded Stand By Your Man, which became it came from an idea from producer Billy Sherrill, who said they wrote the song together in only 15 minutes. Can you imagine writing a classic oh. like Stand By Your Man in less than it takes time to cook a pizza, I guess? Well, that means that it was an hour power in the room helping you write. Because it, you know, but when things are good, sometimes it just flows, mm. you know. Their songs yeah. obviously have been written quicker than 15 minutes out there. Do you, oh, yeah. Do you happen to know one of them? Well, now someone told me this the other day. I want to say about that bass, but it was, it was some, one of those songs, but it's up, up, up in that genre. Mm. But yeah, I had one of my kids wrote a song in 22 minutes last week. And uh, so, yeah, it can happen. I think Achy Breaky Heart actually might have been one of those songs written pretty darn quick. Yeah. Don Van Tress wrote that way yes, back in, way back in yeah. the day. All right, Precious. Way back in the day. We're going to go to a break. When we come back, we've got today's country music birthdays, and Shania Twain celebrates along with a couple of other greats. And we're coming up this weekend on what would have been Conway Twitty's birthday. We'll let you know about who else is celebrating. And we also have a trivia question to ask as we head into the break. And that is, who earned a number one single on the Billboard Hot Country Songs chart on this very day back in 1993? And the song was Can't Break It to My Heart. The answer to that and some news about Garth Brooks is ahead as we conclude today's Y'all Talk with a Southern Accent with our friend, the maven of Music Row, Precious Harris. Want to shoot some hoops? In a bit, buddy. I promise. Allegra knows that allergy symptoms can get in the way of enjoying the moment. I'll just play by myself. For outdoor and indoor allergies, get Allegra. It's the fastest non-drowsy allergy relief. It starts working in one hour, helping you break through your worst allergy symptoms with continuous 24-hour relief. Yes! Great shot, buddy. Let's play another game. You're on, Dad. Get Allegra and get back to the moment. Among single-ingredient OTC-branded oral antihistamines. Use as directed. Asthma symptoms can attack anywhere, like on a city street. <coughs> now you can get fast relief anywhere with new improved Primatine Mist, the only FDA-approved asthma inhaler available over the counter. So whether you need relief of symptoms at the park or at your kitchen table, Primatine Mist starts working quickly, opening up your airways to restore free breathing. For temporary relief of mild symptoms of intermittent asthma, use Primatine Mist and breathe easy again. Available at CVS, Rite Aid, and Walgreens. Use as directed.
song going back to 1993 for that Atlantic Records artist and this is y'all talk with a southern accent John Rawl with Precious Harris who is a music career development consultant who emphasizes new and aspiring artists and songwriters she helps them out big time her website collegeofsongology.com also her blog nashvillemusicline.com and oh by the way Miss Harris is the author of I Know Country. It's got almost 400 daily country music questions and answers, and you can buy and instantly download your ebook copy of I Know Country at the website iknowcountry.com. We also have Miss Precious Harris's her great writing about country music on the pages of y'all.com each and every week. And we're lucky enough here on y'all as we wrap up another exciting episode on this Wednesday edition to have her here with us in this final segment of Y'all Talk with a Southern accent and as we went to break we asked the question about that song you're hearing there in the background who earned the number one single on billboard hot countries their song chart on this date in 93 for this song can't break it to my heart and miss harris who the heck was it it was one of my favorite people i've ever interned for it was tracy lawrence oh yeah the song the second single from his album alibis and of yes. course, Tracy and you arrived at Atlantic Records about the same time as he we was. Did. He was the recording artist, and you were the the intern. And that's actually how I met you. If people haven't tuned in before, yes, you were interning at Atlantic Records right behind what was Arby's, and it's now Cookout there on <laughs> West End <laughs> Avenue. Like that, yeah, or Gigi's or something there. And, and I liked Please. Arby's, and I liked Cookout just about as good. In fact, that Cookout on West End is about the only affordable place you can go to around nashville these days oh totally yeah when you're paying 200 dollars to park for one day yeah that's what they were charging during the nfl draft 200 dollars a day to park right in front of the music city center mm. well yeah. alibis was written by precious's longtime friend and cajun randy boudreaux for whom you were his song plugger and a and r assistant what a what a small world we live in oh it was and i remember he actually had finished his first record um you know, his debut record and uh, he had a song called Another One Paints the Wall. Mm-hmm. I think is what it was. But anyway, he finished his record on May the 30th and he got shot and attempted robbery on May 31st. This is so the first the, or second record? The first record. Yeah. Okay. This is before Alibis. This is his debut record. The one that had sticks um, and stones on it. Yeah. It had sticks and stones on it. Yes. And he was shot like within 24 hours after he finished his record. So he was in the hospital. He got four gunshots. It barely missed two of his arteries, literally by hair, or we would have never had Tracy. Um, yeah, but he's always been good to me. I actually saw him not too long ago. He was at Morgan Evans' number one party, and um, 
he was I had a couple of my clients with me, my artists, and he was telling them what a, a mess I was. And I said, yep, I was a fart blossom. And Tracy goes, yeah, you sure was a fart blossom. <laughs> you know, we were just cracking up laughing. But yeah, but it's pretty good when you realize that I, you know, I'm still here and he's still here. You know, I love supporting him because he's always been super good to me. And, you know, and he never treated me like an intern. Yeah. And that made a huge difference. So when I did start writing for all these magazines, I was having, you know, 10, 15,000 people a week click on my writing when the Internet became big. You know, I always made sure that he was there because he treated me not like an intern, but like a person, which I thought was gives my hats off to Tracy for kudos for him. Yep. Tracy shot just outside the Hall of Fame lounge, which doesn't exist mm-hmm. anymore, right off of Music Row in Nashville. In fact, you and I have been there before, Precious. And when I was there once, I saw this lady that we're about to talk about, Tanya Tucker. She, oh, yeah. She probably has gone to the Hall of Fame Lounge a few times and, and plenty of other joints around Nashville, Tennessee. Well, Tanya's just released a new album titled While I'm Living, and it's the first new album for her in 17 years. How about that? Yes. Yep. The album yes. title, While I'm Living, Tanya told Parade Magazine that if you've got something to say to somebody, you should bring them flowers now. It's a waste of flowers to bring them when they're gone, when someone dies. This album was produced by Brandy Carlisle and Shooter Jennings. Got the A-listers there, I guess you could say, sort of speak, in the music world to help her with the new album, While I'm Living. She's released uh-huh. the, the House That Built Me, a track from the album, and it's a cover of the song made famous by, by Miranda Lambert. However, in Tanya Tucker's version, the lyrics have been adapted to reflect the journey of a mother revisiting the home where she raised her family in order to find herself again. How about that? Oh, yes. And if you look at the YouTube video of it, it's got Tanya with her, from her being a little girl on up and her kids when they were born and her brother and her dad, Bo. And, uh, you know, it was just it's just a really a wonderful insight into Tanya. Of course, I knew Tanya years ago when she had Tuckerville on. Mm-hmm. TV. My best friend was one of the production assistants. But uh, no, Tanya's um, her little girl, Layla, the baby. She's not a baby anymore, but her father was a big songwriter, uh, Jerry Lasseter. And uh, and Tanya, actually, there was like a group of us used to run around together down in Printer's Alley. And Tanya was my girlfriend's, uh, gave her away because the girl, my girlfriend's dad wasn't around. Uh, he had passed on. So Tanya was her best. Tanya was her, uh, her, I guess her dad type standing, uh, yeah. walker down the aisle. And her husband's best man was Tim McGraw. And I had the baby in the back of the church. And she was saying, Mommy and Daddy, hurry up. <laughs> I'm like, oh, Lord, child. But yeah, I have some good memories from Music Row and the wedding chapel there. Yeah. In fact, if you see this new music video for Tanya Tucker, and I saw it the other day on CMT, her children actually are in that video, which is kind of neat. Uh huh. Wonderful bow. Bo Grayson, mm-hmm. uh, Layla, and then uh, Presley. Yep. Pretty neat stuff for Tanya Tucker, who's 60 years young, a person born in Seminole, Texas, back in October of 1958. And Precious, do you know what country music legend had a small role in her getting discovered? Yes, I do. Okay. It was in Texas, and it was... Uh, I want to say Red, but it's not. That's not his name. Red Foley's the one that taught Reba to come in to Nashville. I have a brain fart. You going to help me? Well, this this person probably could have done more. Maybe he, he didn't have a fair opportunity. But 
She made her debut with Mel Tillis, who was impressed by her talent and invited her on stage to perform way, way, way back in, I think, the 1960s. And she ended up getting a recorded demo tape to Dolores Fuller, who sent it to producer Billy Sherrill, who was Uh the head of CBS Records A&R department at that time. And then Sherrill was impressed with the demo that he ended up signing the teenage vocalist to Columbia Records. And that's why when she was not even old enough to drive, Tanya Tucker kind of stormed on the scene with songs like Delta Dawn way back in the day. But yeah, Tanya Tucker got the first album out in 17 years while I'm living. And I love that sentiment. Hey, go get flowers for somebody now. Don't, don't, don't load, don't Don't load up the casket with flowers. That's too darn late. I agree. I totally agree. All right. Uh, There's three artists, you know, but 13 years old that had a record deal. Leanne Rhymes, Brenda Lee, and Tanya Tucker are uh, the top three that had a deal uh, when they were that age. All right. All right. Well, not uh, Billy Gilman. Oh, yeah. I think he might have been 14. <laughs> he might have been a little yeah. bit older. Yeah. But his, his voice hadn't changed yet, so he probably is probably more toward the 13 side. How about yeah. how about John Rawl pulling out the Billy Gilman knowledge here today on the Y'all Show? Hey, as we wrap up, here's a guy who had a little bit more success than Billy Gilman, Garth Brooks. He's still, oh, yeah. still turning heads, and you might just have a chance to see the Garthster real soon in a very intimate setting as his dive bar tour it's going on and he's going to be going to green hall in green texas september 23rd he's also going to joe's on weed street in chicago and buck owens crystal palace in bakersfield and i think you didn't you tell me he was somewhere in nashville at a small venue yeah he had a it was him and ashley mcbride over at belmont over at belmont college i mean belmont university now but it was a college when i went in 90 in the early 90s anyway um they actually had like uh, just a visit with him and tell stories and music and just very intimate setting. And but you had to have a ticket; it was free to go. That's the best part. <laughs> but you still had to have a ticket to put your butt in the seat. Uh, you know, well, so it wouldn't be like a cattle run, if you know what I mean. It would have been. You know, it's a good day on the y'all show when we're talking about new music from Garth Brooks and tanya tucker happy birthday today to shania twain as she's now 54 years young and jake owen's got a birthday today as well as cassidy pope she turns 30 let's see sunday would have been conway twitty's birthday as he was born september 1st 1933 and sadly we lost him back in 1993 and that's a kind of glance at this week's birthdays here on the y'all show well precious we appreciate everything you bring to us here at the y'all show each week and we wish you the best of labor days and we'll catch you again next week well i would love that and i'll be looking forward to you don't forget you got to make a trip to nashville soon that's me and everybody listening right Yes. Okay. Hey, everybody. I mean, I, if it's just if you're just inviting me, I'm I'm humbled, and I'll take you up on the offer. But, yes. But Nashville needs more than me to come visit. Well, we'll tell you, we've got a hundred thousand people visiting the last two weekends, so come on down. The price is right. <laughs> yeah, multiple interstates will take you to Nashville, Tennessee. All right. Well, that will conclude our y'all show here on this Wednesday. Thank you again to Precious, and thank you to Jonathan Lifelight with our ACC report. We will be right back here come Thursday with an all-new y'all, an SEC spotlight. And again, as we said, we've got a special musician that's going to be joining us in the first hour. It's American artist Callie McCullough, and it's going to be fun learning more about this new singer. All that on the Thursday, y'all. 
y'all. Plus, Friday, we've got y'all kickoff. Thanks for listening to y'all talk with a Southern accent with your host, John Raw. Honey, I just switched the family to Boost Mobile and we got so much more. Awesome. Like what? We got four free LG Stylo 5 phones for the whole family. Four lines for just $100 a month with unlimited gigs. I smashed up the car a bit. And they have a super reliable, super fast nationwide network. Whoa, four free LG... Wait, back up. Did you just say you... Four free LG Stylo 5 phones? Yep. No, no. Something about the car? Oh, you mean Boost Super Reliable, Super Fast Network. Before that, the car smashing thing. What? The smashing deal we got? Four lines for $100 a month? No. Between the four lines for $100 a month and the unlimited gigs part, you said I smashed up the car a bit. I did. It's completely smashed. We need a new vehicle. But four free phones. Boost Mobile, the switch that gives you more. Offer for new customers only. Ends 9-16-19. First line is $100 a month. Lines 2 to 4 free. Requires one port from eligible carrier and activation. Mobile optimized data. Coverage and offers not available everywhere. Restrictions apply. See dealer for details. Hey, Dad, want to shoot some hoops? In a bit, buddy. I promise. Allegra knows that allergy symptoms can get in the way of enjoying the moment. I'll just play by myself. For outdoor and indoor allergies, get Allegra. It's the fastest non-drowsy allergy relief. It starts working in one hour, helping you break through your worst allergy symptoms with continuous 24-hour relief. Yes! Great shot, buddy. Let's play another game. You're on, Dad. Get Allegra and get back to the moment. Among single-ingredient OTC-branded oral antihistamines. Use as directed.